have looked at living above the line, fixing our eyes on things eternal and not things temporary. If we keep our eyes below the line, man, there's battles, there's trials, there's political situations, there's all type of drama and violence. We had riots in Atlanta yesterday, but I'm, my eyes are not fixed on earthly temporary things. Come on. My eyes are fixed on things eternal above the line, and I'm living well, keeping my eyes fixed on Jesus. We learned in week two that we are living whole. Thank God for a holiness, and we are holy because He made us holy. There's nothing that we can do. If I can do it on my own, I don't need Holy Ghost. But the Holy Ghost living on the inside of me is what teaches me and guides me into holiness, and I'm thankful for that, but I think that we have been missing the mark a lot when we have not talked about wholeness. So we talked about learning to live whole and well, spirit, body, and soul. Pastor Frank did an excellent job last week as he dove into Kimple, Kimple Teeping. <laughs> that wasn't in my notes. Temple Keeping our physical body and some of the things through nutrition and exercise and rest uh, that we can do. But you know, according to the great Bible teacher Joyce Myers, the disease of the century is stress. She refers to it as a billion-dollar industry to help with stress reduction and management. Everyone's carrying around some amount of stress in varying degrees and in desperation people are seeking relief from the hardships of life through any remedy that they can find and unfortunately that has even led to suicide and uh, that rate has increased. Let me get some notes here. Uh, biggest killer of men 15 to 35 right now. Come out sun, uh, Saturday, men. Giles is going to be sharing with us about men's health and some of these things specific to men. Um, I hear an echo of Job, the 30th chapter, verse 27. And it says, the churning inside me never stops. One translation says, I'm boiling within. Days of suffering confront me. And I believe that I hear a lot of people, either with their body language or their social media post or their conversations so, saying that there's this churning going on inside of me. My, my blood is boiling. I'm, I've had it up to here. The American Psychological Association has recently concluded that the United States of America is in the midst of a stress-related mental health epidemic that could result in serious long-term health consequences. Overextended schedules, more demands than resources, expectations have become too great, and lingering unresolved problems or issues are just a few of the stressors that people are expressing. Finances, job-related concerns, health problems, and more recently, the existential concerns about the future of our nation and climate control. What I have to say about those two issues is turn off the news. H. Norman Wright, no relation, says that it is impossible to avoid stress, but if we can learn to reduce and manage it, it only becomes problematic 
if it is chronic. I want to thank Giles, Dr. Crompton, and Christy for their medical advice and direction in helping me prepare for this message today. Christy sent me an article from the January-February 2022 supplement of the Journal of Family Practice, and I learned from it that stress is unequivocally related and linked to health, poor health concerns and outcomes. So I'll put it on the screen and I'll say it out loud. Chronic stress equals and leads to poor health. And in order for us to live well as God intended for us, we must learn to manage and reduce our stress. Will you pray with me? Thank you, Father, for Jesus, who was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, who took the chastisement of our peace upon him, and by whose stripes we are completely made whole, spirit, soul, and body. We declare today that we have eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to receive, a mind to believe, and a mouth to proclaim all the good things that the Father has already provided for us. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? There are consequences to stress that we don't manage. They include negative cardiovascular responses. People are literally having heart attacks because of the stress that they have not learned to manage and reduce. There's alterations in gut function. And gut health is one of the most crucial things when it comes to our immune system. I am not a doctor, but I did stay at the Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> there is a downgrade of immune function issues because of stress. Stress has even been known to slow, significantly slow, the healing of wounds in the body. Stress can adversely affect our health behaviors, resulting in poor diet choices because people will either, either overeat or undereat when they are stressed. Inactivity becomes sediment. We don't get in activity. We're not moving around. Sleep disorders and substance use and abuse. Now, when I was reading through these articles and when I got to sleep disorders, and we're going to talk about it here in just a second. Um, I'll wait till then, Holy Spirit said. Okay. Jesus described what he felt stress was like. And this is what he said. My soul is grieved to the point of death. That when Jesus was in the garden, he was stressed about what he was about to face. He said that to him stress was his soul grieving to the point of death. Now, we define the soul as the mind, the will, and the emotions. So in his mind, in his emotions, he, and his desires, he was feeling grieved to the point of death. We see this in the language of Luke 22 when he begins to say, you know, if it was possible... Take this cup from me. He was looking into the cup of death. He was looking into the cup of the sins of the world that were going to be placed upon him, feeling grieved in his soul to the point of death 
let this pass cup, uh, this cup pass from me. Here's the prayer of surrender. But nevertheless, not my will be done, your will be done. He had a unique approach to stress, and he offers us a model for how to cope with stress because there are difficult decisions that the pressures of life will put you in that you will have to make decisions on, and a lot of times that is bringing people to a point that's a big stressor in their life. And Jesus gave us a method. Today we want to explore a few of those specifically to what Jesus faced as stress and then a couple of others that I would like to add to it. First, let me address the signs that you can observe in yourself and that you may observe about somebody else. I'm going to get to a scripture, and this is related to spiritual health because he wants us to live well. The abundant life. Does anybody want the abundant life? So you were given eternal life the moment that you believed. It's a sealed deal. It's done. It's a finished work for your salvation. He did all the work, and you said, Lord, I believe. Boom. Afterlife is secure. You are spiritually whole and well, but we still live in a body, and we possess a soul, and the soul needs to line up with the spirit who is whole and well. So where we are being saved is in our mind as the Holy Spirit renews our mind, Romans 12 says, don't be conformed, to be transformed. That is a work of the Holy Spirit in our mind because, see, the Holy Spirit will come and deal with you, and as He deals with you, He'll have you to repent, change your mind, metanoia, about the direction that you were going in. Those could be health-related. Those could deal with your mental health, with your emotions, with your soul. So the Holy Spirit will say, uh, I need you to stop doing this because it's affecting your mental health. I need you to uh, curb this, get this take under control, self-control here, because that sugar is causing you all types of inflammation. It's doing this to your body. So the whole, then you repent for that direction. You change your mind and you change your direction. You surrender to the Spirit, the will of the Spirit. Then as your soul lines up with your spirit, man, you're becoming whole. We must live a lifestyle of repentance. This repentance is not unto salvation. That was a one time I released my faith, grace by faith, my faith in the grace of God that was accomplished at the cross. I am sealed, I am secure in that. The abundant life that is for the here and now. See, life there is zoe, the life of God. It has eternal future quantity of life, eternal. But Zoe life that you received is also for the here and now. That's quality of life. That's abundant life. I, raise your hand and testify, I have received eternal life. Come on, everybody that's believed, I have received eternal life. Now keep your hand up and declare, I want an abundant life. That's what Jesus promised to you, and he wants you to live well. There are things that we can do that are uh, guarantees for us to live that abundant life, living well. But you can observe some symptoms in people and in yourself. If you become over-worried and anxious over little things to the point of being overwhelmed, you're not managing your stress well. Confusion can come in 
and people will get confused. The inability to make decisions. Sudden mood changes and irritability. And insomnia, if someone is dealing with insomnia. This is where the Holy Spirit, in studying, He stopped me and He really dealt with me uh, this morning. How many of you are uh, experiencing insomnia? If you'll just stand to your feet right now. If you're experiencing insomnia, stand to your feet right now. Let me add to that, if you have a sleep disorder, if you're using a CPAP or a BiPAP, and you're sleeping with, uh, you have a sleep disorder. Okay. Not always, but sometimes this is a symptom of stress. This is where the Holy Spirit dealt with me, and I'm just trying to obey God this morning, okay? So if you would go to someone that's around you, would you lay your hands on them gently, get up. This is going to take body movement. This is body touching body. This is the body healing itself. Now to begin to declare healing over this insomnia. Take it away, Lord. Give them rest in their mind. As we continue this message, may they find techniques and strategies that will help them relieve and unload some of the stress so that they can rest well. Sleep is important, and when our sleep is disrupted, it begins to affect our physical health and our mental health. So may they, I declare sweet sleep, sweet rest, as David said in Psalm. Our times are in your hands. We surrender to you right now, and we declare sweet sleep and sweet rest as they lay their head down at night. May their mind slow down. May the stresses, the concerns, and the anxieties of life cease. May they come into a quiet place with you where they can rest. I'm praying, Lord, that this week they will begin to experience double and triple rest. May they get into that REM sleep quicker, stay there longer, and experience rest. It's even going to affect your blood pressure, the Holy Spirit says. He's going to bring that blood pressure down as you begin to be able to rest. In Jesus' name, amen. We agree. We agree on that this morning. Thank you, Father. Proverbs 3.24, you will sleep like a baby, safe and sound. Your rest will be sweet and secure. Write that down. All of you that stood up, make a mental note or write it down. Proverbs 3.24, and begin to declare that each night as you go to bed, as you pillow your head, declare, Lord, I will sleep like a baby, safe and sound. Your rest, my rest, will be sweet and secure. Proverbs 3.24. Does that help anybody say amen? Amen. If that was for you on the internet, we declare that over you as well. Now, if these symptoms become severe over extended periods of time without relief, they can lead to overreaction and people becoming very defensive. They will even begin to neglect their physical appearance and hygiene. They begin to isolate. They pull away. It can cause digestive issues, diabetes, and depression, as well as begin to drain you spiritually. So Jesus faced stressful situations throughout his public ministry. Just just listen to this. 
I said to myself when I read this, man, I'm stressed just reading what he went through, so I can't imagine what he went through. People rejected him. Crowds pressured him to perform. Religious leaders tried to trap him. Many misunderstood him. There was a plot to kill him. He was called names. Finally, one of his disciples even betrayed him and sold him as a slave. Then he was beaten, arrested, beaten, spat upon, whipped, chained to a wall, made to carry a cross naked through the streets. Do you think he faced some stress? What did he do? How did he handle that stress? What can we see and find in Jesus? Well, number one, he prayed. He was a man of prayer. Grace life, people of grace, products of grace, prayer is essential. I didn't say it was a requirement. I'm not telling you that you're required to do so much of prayer. It's not a religious duty that you have to perform. Jesus simply was going to his Father when he felt stressed. He was finding a desolate, quiet place. Um, matter of fact, Mark 135 said, Rising early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went to a desolate place, and there he prayed. This word desolate means that it was deserted of people. So he wasn't isolating himself. He was just separating himself for a time to get away from distractions, to get to a place where the noise of life was silenced so that he could communicate with his father. Okay. I pray in the shower. I pray when I walk. I have a 15-minute commute to work. I pray in the truck. Now, this isn't a constant prayer, but I am continually praying because I'm always talking to the Father. But when there are stresses of life that I am facing, if I see things that are coming at me that are going to cause more stress, it's probably wise for me to do as Jesus did and seclude myself from a, for a time to get away from the noise, to turn off the social media, to turn off the television, and just silence every distraction that I can and talk to the Father. I have a question. I've asked myself this question multiple times. I want to ask you this question. Why is it that as His children we are so afraid to take to Him what He already knows that we're concerned about? He knows, he knows us better than we know ourselves, but for some reason we get caught up in a, this Fear comes upon us. We've got all of the stress of life, but we're afraid to go to the one that can relieve that stress and help us manage that stress just to be vulnerable and humble and honest before him. And He wants us to. Do you know that? He wants us to bring that to him. If I'm amazed that Jesus said, in the midst of all this stress of his public ministry, I only do what the Father tells me to do. And I only say what the Father tells me to say. Well, how do you know what He wants you to do and how do you know what He wants you to say? Because He was a man of prayer and He went to His Father. You can reduce the stress of your soul, your mind, will, and emotions by becoming a man or a woman of prayer. Now see, I used to to take you now and I would lead you down a road of what you were required to do, how many hours you were required to do it, so many minutes of praise, so many minutes of gratitude. Some, just talk to God. Just have a conversation with your Father. 
and ju yeah, just spend time with Daddy. Climb up in his lap. He knows what you're concerned about. He will wrap his arms around you. He loves you. He has, he has your best interest at heart. And so going to him does not scare him. Do you know that even the medical and psychological fields agree that prayer and meditation help manage and reduce stress? Jesus leaned into and trusted his father and was able to relieve the stress of his life because he was at complete rest and trust in the Father. Jesus showed us how to cry out to the Father when life overwhelms us. See what he did in the garden? He went to the Father and he began to cry out to the Father. He taught us the prayer of surrender in the garden, not my will, but your will be done. See, he's given you a free will and you can act upon that free will. And he will love you. And even if, like Dr. Phil says, uh, how's that working for you? He will leave the light on and the front door will be unlocked and he'll come running down the road when you decide that you want to be a son again. Well, you're never not going to be a son, but in your own eyes, sometimes the stresses of life will cause us to doubt our salvation and to doubt that we are children of God. The enemy, the adversary is a liar. You are a child of God. Become a person of prayer so that you can reduce and manage stress. Number two, he claimed the promises. He believed what the scripture said uh, that God had promised. I mean, he was there when it was written, so he knew the promises that the Father had made to the children of Israel that I don't believe are just for the children of Israel by natural birth, but we are Israel by the spiritual birth. Come on, New Jerusalem. Come on, bride of Christ. We are the seed of Abraham, yes. The promise, the, we are the apple of God's eye. They, see, the wall, the, the partition between Jew and Gentile was broken down, and so God sees all men and women after the Spirit, giving you a free will that you can act upon, but we surrender our will to His. That will help us with reduce our stress. And then we begin to... Uh, proclaim the scripture, the promises of the scripture. When the enemy attacked uh, Jesus in the wilderness, in that dry place, in that season of uh, just being alone with the Father, and the enemy attacked his mind with, if thou be, attacked his identity. If you are, then perform. Turn this stone into bread. See, we don't perform to prove our identity. We live we are living proof of that scandalous grace that he poured out on us and we claim the promises of God that are found in the scripture. I encourage you that you read the scriptures. It's helpful. Take notice of, document or, or journal. I was talking to Matthew. He's already got half of a journal filled up for this year already. I mean, uh, just document what the promises of God are. Uh, then memorize them so that when you're attacked in your mind, you can quote those out, you can declare those out loud and build your faith up. Meditate upon them. What does that mean? Concentrate upon them. Really, if you get stuck in one scripture for two months and you just meditate on that, you let it marinate in your spirit, I guarantee you that when a stressor comes up, you'll be able to quote that and it's going to give you faith, it's going to give you encouragement. And it's a promise. Personalize it. Say, this is for Jamie. 
Jamie is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Jamie is a brand new creature. Mm, Jamie is more than a conqueror. Jamie is an overcomer by the faith of Jesus who has overcome the world. Declare them out loud. Thirdly, Jesus operated in the power of the Spirit. He prayed. He declared the promises. But he walked as a man under the power of the Spirit. I would encourage you to look through the Gospels and find that Jesus doesn't really start doing miracles and proclaiming good news publicly that we have record of until he preaches his first message in Nazareth and he declares in Luke 4.18 that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. There's the power of the Spirit. Now we saw symbolism, the Holy Spirit descend like a dove and light on Jesus. But now he publicly declares that the Spirit of the Lord is upon him to do particular things. In other words, I'm going to operate under the power of the Spirit and in the power of the Spirit, and I'm going to proclaim healing to those that have a broken heart. I'm going to proclaim freedom to those that are in captivity. See how when uh, you're under the power of the Spirit, there's deliverance, there's salvation, there's healing. Stress begins to re be reduced and managed so that there's freedom and deliverance declared. How? Under the power of the Spirit. Jesus dealt with stress through power, through the promises of the Scripture, and through the power of the Spirit. Listen, we must stop operating in our own spirit trying to fix things. It will just add to our stress. But when we operate in the power of the Spirit, and where does the Spirit dwell? Inside of us. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You have freedom. Number four. Now I'm stepping into a couple of things that I want to give to you. Number four, your priorities. Specifically, properly placed priorities can help you reduce and manage your stress. It's difficult to enjoy your new creation reality and the inheritance that you've been given when you are stuck in all the activities that you said yes to. It's time to evaluate your calendar and bail on a few of the activities that have been robbing you of precious time that you could spend with the ones that you love the most. This way you can enjoy all that the Father has given to you. Too many are forfeiting the... Forfeiting? Forfeiting, is that right? <laughs> the joy of living well and experiencing the abundant resources that they have at their disposal because they're stressed. I can't tell you how many... It's cliche, but I can't tell you how many people don't realize that they're too blessed to be stressed. They turn that around, it's like putting the butt in the wrong place. Remember week one? Life after the butt, they're, they're too stressed to be blessed. At least that's the way they think, but we've got to reduce and manage that, and one of the ways that we're going to do that is to put properly placed priorities. In Western culture, believers have added the stress of performing religious duties to their already overextended list of things that they must do. Now, I'm not telling you, I just told you, we should be praying, we should be reading the promises of God, documenting them, journaling, memorizing them. We walk in the Spirit. Religious duties 
or a requirement that denominations and religious affiliations will put on you to help you measure up to their standards. That is stressful. Let me tell you, when I lived under that, I didn't really realize how stressed I was. I have more time working a a 40-hour-a-week job outside of full-time ministry that I used to be in where I was paid to do some of those things. I find more time and enjoyment in praying and studying and reading now because it's not a requirement that I am putting on myself to perform this religious duty. So the stress is gone and I enjoy doing it. And so properly placed priorities as you evaluate your schedule, you will find time to put those things in the order that they need to be in. Prayer and scripture reading and ministry and all those types of things. Luke, the 10th chapter, I believe is a great example in verses 41 and 42. And Jesus is at Mary and Martha's house and he says, Martha, Martha. It's kind of like saying, Gary, Gary. You are worried and stressed and upset about many things, but few are needed. Uh, indeed, only one, he says. Mary has chosen what is better. This is the way I would say it in the JRW3 version. Mary put her priorities in the right place. And I'm not going to take that away from her. Quit getting upset with people that have evaluated their schedules, looked at their calendar, and they've got priorities in place that's reduced the stress in their, their life, but you're stressed out and mad at them because they're experiencing some freedom. Financial freedom, some health freedoms, some travel freedoms, but they put properly placed priorities in line. They chose the better thing, and they stopped being worried, upset, and anxious about all the many things. And now... They prioritized and only one thing was the most important. Place that at the top of the list. See, I would like to, in my position, tell you what that one thing is. But I have to allow the Holy Spirit to deal with you and you surrender to that. Because if I tell you what that is and it doesn't work out for you, guess whose name is Mud? So I'm just going to put it on the Holy Spirit. He can deal with it and deal with you. Lastly, people. That's kind of strange. People could be my biggest stressor, but you're telling me that they can help reduce? Yes. Social connection is one of the things that will help you to reduce stress. Humans, by God's design, I believe, and blueprint, are wired for social connection which is why the social isolation and the associated loneliness during COVID-19 lockdowns have been such a concern. In the context of stress management, social support can buffer the negative effects of stress on mental and physical health. So I'm going to get a little bit more specific with that, okay? The importance of maintaining church attendance as a deliberate stress management strategy should not be underestimated. Okay, I'm going to say it again. Okay. <laughs> the importance of maintaining church attendance, while the, is not a prerequisite for you to get to heaven or God to bless you, it's not what I'm talking about here, 
But social connection, people ministering to people, body ministry, the importance of maintaining church attendance as a deliberate stress management strategy should not be underestimated. We are here to build one another up, to encourage one another, to give words of knowledge and wisdom and prophetic words to one another, to encourage one another, to pray with one another, to build one another up when we come together. Online is great. I don't know how many are watching right now, and I'm not. You may be sick this morning. You may have had to work. You may be shut in, no transportation, and I love it, and I'm thankful for it. I've had to use it myself, and I'm thankful for it, but it's not the same. The social connection where I can reach out and touch my sister and I can lay hands on my brother and I can see a smile on his face that encourages me, there's nothing like it. I, I, I know everyone watching, 14 of you right now. Um, there may be more than that, but 14 hookups right now, probably from Pakistan, Oklahoma, India, different people that watch every week that we're thankful for and that give to support this ministry. And I understand all of that. But when it comes to deliberately reducing your stress and having a strategy for it it is the social connection so even through the week if you find yourself you need human contact to call up a brother and sister let's meet for coffee let's go down to the church and pray for an hour let's go to Wednesday night dinner and bring a Mexican dish with us and we'll share and we'll fellowship with one another encourage one another Build relationships so that outside of Sunday Sunday services that you have connection with your brothers and sisters and you have relationship. It will help you reduce your stress. Yes, I know people cause you stress too. But I'm not looking at the negative aspect of it. I'm not looking at the irony of it. I'm just telling you, you are wired for connection with the body. Most of us are used to so used to carrying the burden of stress that we couldn't even scarcely imagine life without it. It will be a shock to your system as this stress is reduced because you've been carrying so many things around for so long. Frank, if you guys would come. But that's not what Papa has intended for you. I googled how to relieve stress. How many hits do you think I got? How many results do you think came up when I Googled how to relieve stress? All of them, somebody said. So how, throw me a number. 10,000? 20K? Not even close. You're not even close at 100,000. 70 million. 70 million results. I read it in an article, so I tested it. I mean, unending pages. I, I couldn't even get through them. 70 million. The stress to get through them, yeah. But see, in our I want to fix this or I want this to go away mentality, we treat symptoms and not the cause. See, when I, when I talk to people a lot of time in counseling situations, what they bring to me is bad fruit. This is, what, this is the low-hanging result of bad fruit right here, and they want me to help them get rid of that bad fruit. Oh, yeah, we can do that. 
But next time, when harvest time comes back around again and you're making the same choices because you didn't deal with the root, the bad fruit's going to come back. That stress will be chronic and it will continue to produce itself until you find the root cause. And when we get to the cause, see, I, this morning I believe that's where the Holy Spirit wants to work with you. So if you'll stand to your feet, will you allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you the cause of your stress? Yes. Is that last week, Pastor Frankie talked about this. You're talking about it this morning. In preparation for next Saturday, I've spent two weeks and the majority of that time has been on stress and what physically happens to you when you're under stress. There's a little bit more going on here than you think there is. God's trying to point this congregation or these people to something here. When three members of the church have spent an inordinate amount of time on the same subject. so. Take that with you this morning. The other thing that I notice, who's the author of confusion? Think about that. And generally, when you talk about stress, that's what you see is confusion. So there's a little, I, I think there's more going on here. God's saying stress is pulling you away from him. And that's a problem. And he's trying to make us cognizant of what's going on. But that's pretty shocking. I believe he's trying to get our attention. Why? Because he's directed me to try to help Grace Life Church and anyone that wants to be connected with us that we need to live well. I think your best days are ahead. I don't care how old you are or what your health condition is right now or what your stress levels are. Your best days are ahead. If we can grab some of these strategies and techniques, if we can look at the model of our Savior, and as a man, how he dealt with stress. See, Frank dealt more with the physical man. I'm trying to help you with the soul realm. See, this stress is affecting your mind. Um, I like to say the, the brain is a part of the body. Why? Because it takes up physical matter. The mind is more subconscious. The mind is in that realm of the soul that affects your desires, your will, your emotions. Where does confusion come in? It comes in the mind. One of the biggest stresses that I face, I faced and I've helped others because of what God has done for me is the stress of over who I am. Always working to try to perform for others. Both in the natural realm and the spiritual realm. I want to be liked. I wanted people to like me. I, I wanted to be popular. I wanted to be successful. And so there were things that you had to do and levels of education that you had to obtain and a status that you had to have socially and different things that I was working hard to maintain but was just causing more and more stress and confusion until the bottom dropped out. And then when the bottom dropped out, and the only thing that I could do is say, help. And then the Holy Spirit in His love 
began to deal with my mind, my will and my emotions on the level of his grace and not my performance and I started resting in my mind I could reduce some of the stress and I didn't have to perform didn't have to perform for his love I don't have to perform for other people's love doesn't mean we don't all have this desire to be loved and more than that to be just known to be heard and to be known and then loved after people know the real us but that stress because I'm resting I spend time with the Father I can declare His promises um, walking in the power of the Spirit trying to continually listen to the Spirit to prioritize and then man there is nothing I enjoy more than the fellowship with His saints and that's why I enjoy being here with you on Sundays getting away to other fellowship times, uh, ministry and conferences to be around his people. Why? Because it helps me reduce stress. Psalm 23 verses 2 and 3 in the Passion Translation says, He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace near the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my soul. The Hebrew meaning is that life actually returns and God restores your well-being. Why? Because His intent and purpose was for you to live well and to have well-being, spirit, mind, and body. So Holy Spirit, right now we surrender. We open up our hearts and minds for you to reveal to us the cause, the root causes of our stress this morning and as you reveal it help us to remove it to reduce it and to manage it so that we don't have bad fruit now this is a time that I do feel strongly that the Holy Spirit wants you to respond by walking down the aisle and taking a step of faith kneeling at this altar and surrendering praying that prayer of surrender to reduce your stress as Frank sings you respond